0: Hello, hi, and hope you're well. Uh, Today I am going to, I've actually finished my reading challenge. Yay! Um, So I've read my 75 books in the year. Um, So today what I'm going to be doing is talking through the last four books that were part of the reading challenge and then also like um, talking about the one, like some of my favourites from this year, which hopefully will kind of, I know I started this podcast series um, sort of halfway through or more than halfway through. Um, so hopefully that will give you some ideas about the books that I read up to that point. Um, okay, so just to start off with are my four books that I read to finish this reading challenge. Um, the first book that um, I read was uh, The Priory of the Orange Tree. Um, which i li- actually listened to as an audiobook Um so the priory of the orange tree is like an epic fantasy if you ever see the book in the a, um, a bookshop it's huge it's like 24 25 hours worth of audiobook as well so it's quite a lot um but basically you, you we enter this world um which is divided by religion and ideology um you've got and it's it's very much north south east west um in you've got in one side of the world, you've got the House of berethnet which is led by Queen Cersei the Knight. Um, She uh, has to provide an heir for the realm um, to the to keep the this, this massive dragon called the Nameless One, who's the big kind of evil, evil baddie um, in this in the story, um, from rising and destroying the world. Um, and people, obviously the nasty people. Um, Want the my nameless one to rise, so we're trying to, to kill her. And so, um, th- this woman called Eid Durian, um, who is like part of this sort of hidden secret society of assassins and um, mages, um, she Acts as a lady in waiting to Sabran and um, becomes her protector. And then across the sea, you've got um, Tane, and Tane is, lives in uh, a bit of the world which actually uses dragons for good. And they have these sort of war dragons and they fight for each other. Um, um, but she makes this choice one night, and basically it kind of derails all her dreams of becoming a dragon rider. Um, and then the Nameless One starts to rise um, so it's a really really interest it's a really interesting book. I actually rated it four and a half out of five and originally I w- when I finished it I was like oh I rate it like four and four out of five um, but then I kind of looking back on it I was like actually I really enjoyed that. Um, so this was a book I had put off reading for a while actually because of the length of it um, and but it is really good. and it's like it's perfect for anyone who loves fantasy it's perfect um you've got uh like it's a point of view story so you've got four characters whose point of view we see so you've got um Eden who are two female characters and Niclae's and Loth who are two male um the, the female characters are like our main characters um they have all the sort of romance and the fight scenes and um, and the action. And the male characters, you've got one who's like a bit of an anti-hero and one who's just like a friend to some of the other characters. Um, but they're not the most important, but they provide a good point of view to um, other parts of the world um, and things that are going on. Um, it's really like gender, it's very gender equal. Um lots of you know there's there's um like there's are matriarchy um a lot of the realms um and you've got like fighting people who are both male and female um it's very i kind of like people some people have like it to lord of the rings and i don't think it is i think it's more like game of thrones you can't get attached to the characters because um, there's lots of unexpected deaths which you're like oh okay um the world and the world building is really really good and you kind of i kind of felt like i was immersed in this world um there's it's sort of very lgbtq positive um you've got a really uh, like a lot of nice like nice kind of natural relationships you don't necessarily they're not seen as being odd or strange it's it's very much like part of the story um and it's really inclusive the cast you know you don't like you've got people from kind of all different skin colors and it's just it's very inclusive um the, the only reason I took off half the staff and I was like, oh, I could give it five out of five. And then I thought, no, actually, the one thing that put me off of the book was the audiobook. And so it's nothing to do with the actual writing of the book, but the audio, audiobook and um, the narrator had really, really good, like, female voices. Her voices fit, like, Eid and Tane were fantastic. Her voices for men, <laughs> the men were like, quite gruff and quite, quite, either gruff or really deep. And I couldn't work out, like, I found it quite difficult to tell, like which man was which. Um, but yeah, so I four and a half out of five. Really good book, definitely recommended. Um, the next book I read was called uh, *Miss Benson's Beetle*, which is by Rachel Joyce, um, and it's I read it as a as a kind of paperback book. Um, it's about a school teacher called Marjorie Benson who's living in London in 1950. It's just after the Second World War. And Marjorie is working in a school. uh, But she decides one day she's had enough of the children. Really understand where she's coming from. um, And she goes and she decides that she's going to kind of pick up this earlier passion that she had for Beatles. And she's going to travel to New Caledonia, um, which is kind of Australia, New Zealand way, and search for this kind of golden beetle which may or may not exist um, she decides she wants to hire an assistant and she hires after a bit of a 2 and froing, she hires Ed, enid pretty um who is like completely opposite to what you'd want for an assistant she's you know got a she's very fun-loving and adventurous she's got this pink traveling suit she's got pom-poms on her shoes um, and she's not really suited to this sort of expedition in the jungle um but it's like this really lovely tale of friendship um and and things and the whole thing is them coming together as two unlikely friends um so i got gave this book three out of five um i really i really like the pricey um it was like a story of sort of female friendship and i really like that um like adventure humor all of those things are really good, I really like them. Um, I really enjoyed the beginning of the book, and I liked meeting Marjorie and Enid, um, and seeing their friendship kind of blossom. Um, and it, you know, it's one of those books, and I, I kind of thought it would be a bit like Dear Mrs. Bird, and then I read it and was like, oh, it's not, it's got quite a lot of quite like, um, triggering, I would say. It's like suicide and PTSD and miscarriage and kind of threatened physical abuse. Um, but it's it's like charming. It's really charming. Um, I really like Marjorie and Enid, the main characters. Um, but I was really disappointed by the ending. I felt like it, I don't want to give it too much away, uh, but I felt like it built up to something that was really, really like good and lovely. And then it kind of just went and spoiled it. Um, i felt it was a bit unfair on the characters and on the reader as well to have the ending that we did um and uh yeah and i i mean i shared this book with my husband and he read it and he didn't enjoy the end of either so but maybe that's that's just us um it's not a book that's going to have a sequel um and i think it will probably end up in a charity shop pile so not one i will reread. Um, The next book, number 74, that I read was called A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is by Sarah J. Maas. I love Sarah J. Maas's books. I know they're a little bit of a, um, some people love them, some people don't, and I love them. Um, So this book is about a girl called Feyre, 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 I think. Um, She's a human girl and she hunts in the forest to take care of her two older sisters, Nesta and Elaine. And her father, who's quite badly, was quite badly injured. Um, one day, she goes into the forest and she finds this wolf, and she kills it. Um, and um, this—it uh, turns out that this wolf was actually one of the High Fae, so like a fairy. Um, and his friend comes to find her and says that Pharaoh must come and live with him in his court in the land of the Fae. Um, and she goes; she's not very happy about it. She's kind of planning to go. And run away, uh, but she ends up living in the Spring Court in the fae kind of realm with Tamlin, um, who's the High Lord, and Lucian, who's his emissary, and um, Feyre kind of finds herself falling in love with Tamlin, um, and um, but there are like trouble. There's trouble brewing, and there's this high, wicked fae Queen um, who has her eye on Tamlin. So it's all very, all very exciting um this one I also gave a four out of five um and it's one that I, I've re- listened to I, I mean I love Sarah J Maas I l- listened to all of the throne of glass stories a couple of years ago um and I hadn't got around to re- listening to this one um but I really enjoyed because I'd enjoyed the for the orange tree the fantasy I thought I'd carry on um she's one of those she's an author I really enjoy um, she's 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 not like ch- particularly challenging, which I quite like. Um, and it's it's good, it's clean, <laughs> mostly uh, fun. Um, quite likable characters, fantasy, fighting, feminism, great. Um, the plot of this book was really nice. I it's it's meant to be like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, which I can kind of see, but it wasn't too close. Um, the ending was really. And satisfying and um, I've already downloaded the second one in the series um, characters wise uh, Feyre who's our like main character she's a bit annoying at the beginning I found her a little bit like oh, it's like get on with it come on <laughs> um, but she settles into this person a bit like um, the main character in Throne of Glass Selena Sadothian um she sort of settles into a character that i really liked um the love interest hamlin i kind of liked him but i kind of he's got this sort of slightly like possessive nature and i think that's probably going to be something that pops up in the next book um and then you've got uh rice and recent um who is the high lord of the night course um who starts off as an enemy and becomes uh, something else. Um, And I liked him. Um, So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading the next one. And I'm kind of a bit like after I've finished my current audiobook, I might just go through all of these because I've really enjoyed them. Um, So, yeah, four out of five, four and a half out of five for that one. And my last one, number 75, was called Cecily. Um, And it is a book about Cecily Neville, who was the wife of Richard, Duke of York, um, during the time before the Wars of the Roses, so kind of right at the beginning. Um, It starts off, we kind of basically see her from the age of 16 to mid-40s, starts off with her watching the burning of Joan of Arc, and goes all the way through her life with Richard, the birth of her 12 children. um, And only seven of those actually survived um taking like the the beginning of the Wars of the roses and um like her take then last you know sort of taking care of london while her son rides out to fight the king um and she's really clever she's like properly clever her husband is a little bit of a um he has like he's quite a schemer and his schemes don't always go according to plan Um, And she's kind of got this like all encompassing love for her children and her husband and this sort of hatred that she kind of builds on for these, um, for the people who are getting in the way, in her way, which I quite, I quite, I I think she's quite, I quite like her. Um, So this one I picked basically for the cover I don't know why but I thought it was some sort of um, it was like a modern book I don't, I don't know what I'd obviously not read the blurb properly and um, so I was quite surprised when I read it and it, when I opened it I was like oh it's about 14 something or other um, but actually I really enjoyed it it's not a part of history that I've done much reading about so actually I really enjoyed it and um, I'm really, pl- <laughs> I had to keep flipping to the family tree at the back because they've all got really similar sounding names. Um, so I was quite pleased, they have all called Anne. Anne Richard, Anne Richard and Edward, and Henry seem to be the names, oh, Margaret. Um, character of Cecily, she's really wonderfully drawn as a character. Um, she kind of moves within her sphere Because she's a woman in medieval times, she's not like powerful in the way that we think of power. But actually, she is powerful um, because of her brain. Um, She's really clever. She's very brave. Um, She kind of she's willing to do anything to keep look after her sort of country. uh, Well, her her family and her family is like her main thing. Um, Her husband, Richard Duke of York, bit of an idiot places um and she has to like do her bit to protect him and everything. Um I really hope there's another one of these books um because so you, it stops like when she's in her 40s and we know that she lived Cecily Duke, Cecily until her like 80s. So I'd really like to know more about her. And she was like she was the mother of Richard III. Um and there's obviously like the grandmother of the princes in the tower. So I think there's loads more to kind of discover with her. Um and yeah, I gave this one four out of five. I really enjoyed it. It's not, you know, it wasn't like it didn't like absolutely capture me, but it was it was good. It was a good book. Cool. Okay, so I'm at the end of my reading challenge. Um so what I thought I'd do, so I've I've read 75 out of 75. Um what i thought i'd do is just sort of talk through my favorite books my least favorite books and then like um some of some of the kind of honorable mentions as it were um so 75 was always going to be a bit of a conservative estimate especially when we went into another lockdown um but i wanted to set myself something that i was i could do rather than being like oh okay i've got so many more to read. It's a bit of a task. Um, we've I've carried on with my husband picking out random books for me to read, um, because otherwise I'll just sit there in front of a bookcase and go, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my, although my my kind of New Year's resolution of not buying any more books has has not really happened. So I've I've probably got about a hundred to go. But there we go. That's fine. I have bought so we're buying more bookcases, so that's probably a good thing. Um. So last year I rated my top five and bottom five books for the challenge. So I'm going to do that this time, as well. Um. So top five. First one, yours, Cheerfully. I loved this. Book. I loved it. And um, it's got World War Two. It's got romance, humour, intrigue, female friendship. Perfect. I think it's a per the perfect book. Um. So that was number one. Number two, Magpie Murders, which I read right at the beginning of the year. Um, It um, is the the first book in the Anthony Horowitz um, ones, which kind of mix the modern and the golden age mystery. Um, And it was the first one he'd done. And it was amazing. Really, really good. Um, Really enjoyed the characters. Really liked the mixture of the ancient, of golden age and modern. Um, I really like the, like, hat tips to things like Poirot and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, number three was um massive book, uh, Middle Age from Script to Screen. No, Middle uh, <laughs> middle Age, Middle Earth from Script to Screen. So, it's the story of how they made the Lord of the Rings movies, which are some of my favourites. Um, and basically, it kind of talks through the different realms of Middle Earth, and the different places that were built and how they brought just the script to life, the different characters who appear in those places and how, how they dress them and the costumes. And then, but always going back to what was in the original books as well. Um, and uh, it kind of reignited. I've, I've kind of got back, really back into Lord of the Rings, uh, both the films, and I want to re- re- read the books at some point as well. Uh, number four, The Good Hawk which is um, really good it's um it's the first book i read the broken raven recently um it's the first book um in that set of books uh, it's set in scotland um it's a, you know it's, it's got this um really inclusive um part of the book Um, where it's got um, a beautiful portrayal of a girl with Down syndrome and she's our main heroine and she's and a boy with like an anxiety disorder. Um, But yeah, really, really good. Really got me into trying to read books that have different narrators. Um, And A Thousand Ships, uh, which is, this year I've really got into like the feminist retellings of Greek myths. I've really enjoyed those. And so far, this I think was the best of them. really interesting because Natalie Haynes, who wrote this, also wrote a couple of non-fiction books. And I've tried one of her non-fiction books and couldn't really get into it. So I'm going to try again. Um, But her actual fiction books, these ones are fantastic. Um, So, yeah, best five. Worst five. Um, (laughs) I'll just go through these really quickly. Uh, Number one, uh, the worst book I read this year was called Shadow Play. Couldn't really get into it didn't really understand it, didn't care about the characters, just not my my cup of tea. Um kind of stopped after an hour and went, nah, uh, so yeah, uh, number two is Princess of the White, I know people love Trudy Canavan, and I think there are other trilogies that are better, but I didn't enjoy this one, I just found it a bit hard to, to follow, and it was quite long, and oh, life's too short. Um, number three uh, was the mystery of the clockwork sparrow uh, which was a children's book that I tried listening to a while ago um, it's just I couldn't I, I couldn't it wasn't one that was capturing me and grabbing me um, the characters were a bit two-dimensional I know it's a children's book so you've got to have a certain amount of um, but actually there are some really amazing children's books that's really doing children's books down a little bit um but yeah just not my not my thing um the grim tales for young and old really good narrator sam west love him um but the stories were just they just were a bit uninspiring um yeah and the wicked king which i really enjoyed the cruel prince which is the first book in the in the set um but it didn't. I didn't feel it met the potential of the first one, and it's not. I'm not going to now go and get the next one. I think so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those were my 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 five best, my five worst. Um. You know, if anyway, any of those books are uh, like the five best ones, I would definitely recommend picking yourself up copies of them because they are fantastic. Um. Other ones I really enjoyed and would really like really recommend uh, The Volunteer, um, which was about Auschwitz and a guy who went into Auschwitz and volunteered for Auschwitz. Um, Toxfig's Almanac 2021, uh, which tells, she's, I love Sandy Toxfig anyway, but she's going through different women um, for each day of the year, Uh, a a different woman in history who is overlooked. uh, Poirot, The World's Greatest Detective, which goes through the different Poirot stories. Um, Romanoff, which was about Anastasia Romanoff and, and um, kind of adding magic to, <laughs> to it, which is great. Um, a Quiet Life in the Country, which is a really lovely, cosy crime uh, murder mystery. Um, the Priory of the Orange Tree. Um, which I've talked about already today, and Pursuit of Love, which um, I'd really recommend as well if, if you've got BBC, access to BBC iPlayer watching the BBC adaptation, rec- really recent um, adaptation of the piece Pursuit of Love because it was brilliant. It's very good. Um, yeah, so that's it for the reading challenge. I'm still going to do podcasts. I'm still going to do blogs. Um, but my plan is... Um, I'm going to still continue rating my books out of five and try, I'm going to try and read a hundred books by the end of the year. So we'll see, (laughs) see how I go. Um, but yeah, I hope you have enjoyed this time's podcast. Um, feel free to go and look out any of those books that you have, that you may enjoy yourselves. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening.